episode 102 of The Cool Room. Yes, it's the friends in your ears who talk about cheers, football cheers, and we talk about beers. I've made it even more convoluted and difficult than usual, but it's a special grand final afternoon edition of The Cool Room. Very shortly, uh, my good friend Travis is going to introduce our friends from Co-Conspirators, but uh, just to have a little chat with you first to warn you about some great events that The Cool Room has coming up. Uh, please go and check out our Facebook page. We're pretty excited about some of the things that are coming up in the next week or two. We have Westside Aleworks appearing on our Thursday night uh, Meet the Brewers program next week, which will be about the, oh, I've lost track, the 25th or so, or the 30th of uh, September. Today's the 25th, so obviously just a bit later than that. Let's say the, let's say the 30th, 31st, uh, the week after that, live from Bavaria, we are joined once again by Van Stefan. The packs are going out for that. They're a little bit harder to move around because they come in glass. So please make sure that you get your order in early and that you check out the Facebook page for the links to Pepper Cafe in Flemington, who are teaming up with us to provide some great Oktoberfest themed food. Uh, you can get that delivered. Uh, on the Saturday, in between both of those, we have Mast Landing from the US. I've got to say they're some of the best looking cans. And I say that knowing that I have not only the co-conspirators, uh, but also Clinton in the room with us this afternoon, uh, who are responsible for some of our favourite can art anywhere. Um, but make sure you jump on and grab the Mast Landing pack from our Shopify while it's still there. It's one of those ones where we don't have the opportunity to get any more in. Uh, so what's up on the store is what we've got to sell. Um, Travis, you must be just a little bit excited this afternoon, my friend, because uh, unlike Warren and I, you've got a horse in the race uh, in the AFL Grand Final, which is one of the biggest days in the year in Melbourne. And um, we're doing it online today. Hello, David. Uh, hello, Warren. Hello. We are totally doing this online today because, you know, that's the Melbourne way to do things these days. It's um, <laughs> yes. Um, I do have a horse in this race, and no, we're not talking about the Melbourne Cup. We're talking about the AFL Grand Final, and today is the day after 57 years. Um, and I might eat my words on this, but I've got a pretty good feeling on who's going to win this game, and I reckon it's going to be the Melbourne Demons. There's a few of us in the room today, which is good to see. Um. We are going to kick off this little chat with Tim and Jackie from Co-Conspirators. It's, uh, it's been not that long since you guys were on the podcast, episode 87. Um, we're now on episode 102. Uh, yeah, it's, um, it doesn't sound as good as the other night when we got to say that uh, the guys were last on from Bright Brewery on episode 69. Um, 87 doesn't have the same ring to it, unfortunately. But uh, guys, welcome back to the call room. How are we on this Saturday afternoon? Oh, great. Yeah, having uh, Grand Final Day is a pretty big day for us and our family, so I'm pretty excited. Good to hear. Good to hear. Um, 
I was literally just taking the last drink of my safe cracker, which is the beer I started the day on. Uh, we are going to move on and start this little chat with the mechanic. Um, we can see for those in the Zoom room, you've got all the beers lined up there, uh, looking very stylish on your table there, which is awesome to see. Um, this is, I mean, yeah, we're we're in for an interesting chat this afternoon. If we weren't sitting in a Zoom room, though. What would grand final day look like for you guys? Grand final day at our house is normally a massive barbecue. We um we like to sort of have a, a house full of people. Like that's a bloody you know crazy idea in these novelty. <laughs> who who does that yeah, nowadays? Right. It's a complete novelty. But uh, yeah, I am known to uh, fire up the barbecue and cook something ridiculous. I think the last grand final day, I put a whole pig on a spit. And uh, that was a, it was great fun to cook, but it was a complete nightmare once it was cooked because I didn't know what to do with it. It was huge. <laughs> and uh, you realize you go, shit, you got, you got a bloody, you know, it's huge. And it's like, the pig, the pig is a big animal. People don't. It yeah, it. And it was too big. I, mean, I did a typical thing and just bought far too much. And it was like, I actually don't know what I'm doing here. And, uh, but no, lots of fun. And you see a big barbecue. <laughs> Some drinks, put the footy on the TV, and uh, then if Jackie's going to the grand final, as she's been known to do a few times, she'll disappear off and uh, sit outside in the cold on a plastic seat and drink shit beer out of a plastic cup. <laughs> I was actually thinking about that earlier. At least we're sitting here drinking decent beer today. Um, if the grand final yeah. was in Melbourne, like I said before we started the record, um, I would also be there drinking shit beer. So yeah, help um, strength. Yeah, yeah. Um, before we before we start talking about the mechanic, um, guys, who are you going for today? Uh, Melbourne, personally, uh, I'm a Collingwood supporter. Um, I have a soft spot for Neil Danaher, so my allegiance is with with Melbourne today. Oh. Uh, don't don't let us down, Tim. Who are you going for? Yeah, I'd probably vote the same thing, and it's going to seem a bit pathetic. It's practically the same reason. I do enjoy my MND beanies, and um, <laughs> I'm quite keen to support that cause. So, not the world's biggest football fan, to be completely honest, but uh, I do like the cause and what Neil's done, and so very happy to jump on the Melbourne bandwagon. What about uh, David and Warren while we're talking about this? Because I don't think we've ever asked this question yet during oh, the week. David, yeah. who are you going for today? I'm still genuinely undecided. So I've got family with connections uh, to the Ds. I've got Warren Smiths in my family, my brother-in-law, so very keen him to be happy uh and just the fact they haven't won one for a long time you know you'd like to see that uh but the doggies are the underdogs and as a Fitzroy fan I always remember very fondly the dogs looking after Fitzroy out at the Western Oval as as landlords at a time when our club was really struggling so gee that that bit's a bit hard to overcome for me I might I might fall the doggies way but I haven't decided yet and I won't decide until we've finished recording, Travis, and um, the, you don't storm out. So, you know, just, just be on the safe side. Do you know what, David? I reckon that is pretty much what I expected your answer to be, given that you still go for Fitzroy. <laughs> <laughs> yep. 
<laughs> yeah, no, no, you can, you can tell a lot. You can tell a lot about the kind of person I am by the fact that I still go for Fitzroy. I've got to say that I think we had a bit of an insight into Tim there when he was just sort of saying, you know, as usual, I bought too much and, you know, I didn't know what to do with it all. There's a, there's a few beers that we might touch on along the way today, which is sort yes. of just a smack of. I just tried to make it as big as possible and <laughs> then tried to figure out what to do with it. Um, Warren, very quickly, uh, because I want to start talking about the mechanic before yeah. I finish it. Who are you going for today? Uh, I'll go for, I'm, I don't mind either, but I, I think I'm in the doggies. I, I like, I wouldn't mind if Melbourne won. I think they're a great team. I love them to death, but uh, like I've loved watching them this year, but they've been amazing. But yeah, I reckon, I don't know, Sons of the West. It's, it's all, yeah, my part town. So well, that's, that's good. I think we've got a bit of a 50 50 split almost going on here today. And we're going to, we're going to start talking about the mechanic, which just on its namesake alone seems like more of a Western Bulldog sort of beer than a Melbourne kind of beer. So um, if we're talking about industry. Wow. It's, um, it's, that was laying it down. Yeah, what would you, what would you call, do, do you reckon the co-conspirators have got a Melbourne named, maybe the matriarch, I guess that's got a the matriarch. matriarch. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That would be the, that would be the Melbourne beer. The, yeah. The, yeah. Yeah. We're not trying the matriarch, we're trying the mechanic. So, um, guys, let's start talking about that. Um, oat cream pale ale, give us a bit of a bit of a rundown. Uh, how did this one all come about? Yeah, you, you, yeah. me. Uh, yeah, we're, we're very well rehearsed here. Um, so, uh, mechanic, um, oat cream pale ale. So, it uh, comes from the, the hazy family of beers uh oat cream being obviously enough it's got oats in it and uh, it's also got a touch of lactose in it to bring in the uh cream so uh this beer came about we wanted a hazy but we wanted a approachable hazy at that sort of pale ale sort of abv sort of point and wanted something you know that cliche word smashable approachable whatever and it's a it's a really, really good beer. Like, you know, we're talking about citrus, peach, apricot, pine, but still very approachable, a really tasty beer. It goes down really, really well. Um, yeah, I, it's just, you don't have to think too hard about this one. You just, you just crack it and you open it and you go, and pretty soon you're just opening another one. Yeah, it's pretty, pretty smashable. It's, um, yeah. it's, it's going down really Really easy for whatever yeah. time it is this afternoon. Um, um, guys, this this one has um, contains lactose as you as you just mentioned. As does uh, the next beer we're going to try uh, in the lineup. Uh, lactose beers are super popular at the moment. What are your What are your thoughts on it? What makes them as popular as they are going around? Lactose is really good, but you just got to be got to be careful with the balance of lactose. You can easily overdo it, particularly in a beer like this. You've got to. We wouldn't want this to come out sweet at all, and so you you want that creamy mouthfeel without pushing it into you know pastry stout territory, and it and it's just sort of yeah, balances brings up a little bit of body. You know, at the, at the lower end of the sort of ABV spectrum, a little bit of lactose adds in a little bit of body, a bit more texture, makes it um, work really well. 
but yeah, as I said, you've got to be a bit restrained because you don't, certainly don't want it coming out sweet. Because lactose being a you know a milk sugar that's non-fermentable, uh, it can it, it, it sort of it will go all the way through to the packaged beer without sort of shedding any of its sweetness. Uh, that, that's really interesting. It's quite an interesting discussion to have. I'm, I'm not sure we've actually really delved that far into lactose before. Have you guys ever that had a sense? Situation- Travis, that just sounds a little... Can you rephrase that last sentence? Because it does worry me a little bit. <laughs> I thought it sounded great, David, but... Um, um, oh. <laughs> well, maybe, Sorry, maybe the, um, it, it's not a. It's not as... We, we've never really had a really in-depth discussion on it before and you guys have just brought something really interesting to the table on on the way that works have you guys ever had a situation where it's completely gone too far no i would say we're we're lucky enough to say no uh we're we're quite confident in the way we sort of dose it and don't ask me for dosing levels i won't be able to tell you (laughs) but um it's the sort of thing that you, it does have to be kept in check because, yeah, as I said, it doesn't ferment out. But it's, it can, you know, it can be really good in a rich, rich, creamy beer, like a, like a, a stout or um, something like that, where you want uh, rich, chocolatey creaminess. Or in this type of beer, where it's far more fruit forward. You just want to bring in a bit more body and a bit more depth and it can sort of fill out the palate nicely and play that sort of a supporting character to the, to the hops. And, you know, I think this, this beer, it really sings apricots to me, this beer. I don't know if anyone else gets that, but, but you know, there's certainly citrus and a few other things, but it's, I just get this apricot character out of it. And mm. I think the, the lactose... It's, this is not about the lactose. The lactose is just there just to bring up the body, but then it's all about the hops, if that uh, makes you, uh, you pretty much just helped me out on something because I was getting this, this back-end flavour and I was like, it's so obvious what it is and I couldn't figure out. And you're right, it's that apricot sort of flavour to it. Yeah, it's quite amazing. Um, can I jump in with one quick question, Travis? This is what I sort of I, I wrote and then I deleted sort of when I was thinking about it. I was going to ask about styles you think that lactose wouldn't work with. Now, and I guess there's just some really sort of obvious, like if you're trying to do a really clean pilsner or something, I thought that's yeah, a silly uh, question to yeah. silly question to ask. But do you reckon there's some that could still be fun to experiment with where adding lactose could sort of give people a different experience of a style? Maybe one you haven't done yet? Yeah, and look, I'll, I'll give an example of one we have done that I think is somewhat know, somewhat uh, unexpected. Um, so if you cast your minds back to the editor, our Hoppy Sour, mm. yep. the editor was one of our first beers to have lactose. Is that right? Oh, there you go. And I think sour and lactose, you know, the classic thing of, uh, you know, sour and cream, you know, that's sort of the idea doesn't, you know, naturally you would think, you know, milk curdle sour. So you think, is that a really good match? But I think sour, the um, sour beers can be, can um, give some really great uh, creamy notes. But 
a beer, you know, like what would be weird with a, with lactose? You know, oh, I don't I know. The red, West, I, the red IPA might be a bit West, weird. <laughs> maybe West Coast green might be a bit, you know, if, you, if you're chasing dry, pine, dank, creamy is not really where you're going. But I don't know, in 2021, I don't know if anything's off the cards, to be honest. <laughs> you know, there's not many things people don't try and you know it's a it's a really exciting you know beer world out there and if people put anything in a beer now and there's a lot of skill out there and as long as it's pulled off well it can be really good um uh our friend clint in the zoom room just put lactose pilsner in um and he's <laughs> done it in capital letters as well it's like <laughs> don't, don't listen to him <laughs> yeah there's a there's a reason why he's a graphic designer that's exactly right um, which kind of brings me to uh, to the next question because we love talking about your can art and um, and this just like all your others just looks amazing. Uh, tell us a bit of the story behind this one. Who's the mechanic? Um, like any of our beers, I mean, I think from our last podcast with you, we sort of discussed how we come up with names and let Clint's creativity take over, and we sort of give him some rough ideas but um i guess from the if there's a grease the grease lightning theme of, of the mechanics probably where clint was going i don't know whether he wants to jump in um just just so you know jackie like we we tried to get clint onto episode 101 to talk about uh labels and stuff <laughs> and then he rushed off in the middle of the night melbourne time claiming that he had a meeting to go to so oh. we're in lockdown we're not allowed to go out and about right. and clint all of a sudden at like 11 30 on a thursday night in melbourne <laughs> we've so heard just that before david just so you know <laughs> you're not allowed. i like how um, Clint, I'd love to hear you rebut that because um, <laughs> that's a massive exaggeration on David's part. <laughs> yeah, it was 7.30, not 11.30, but <laughs> it's, it's before curfew, so it's fine. So, so Clint, how did, how did you come up with the mechanic? Because uh, people are right, it does have that sort of John Travolta, yeah. you know, grease kind of feel about it, West Side Story, white shirts thing going on. Um, <laughs> give, us, uh, give us your version. Uh, yeah, definitely Greece. Um, I think it, with this one, they just gave me the name and not, you know, any sort of interest to where they wanted to go with it. That's about right. Um, <laughs> and I, uh, I don't own any tools and they're not very handy. And so obviously my mind goes to like movies rather than actual mechanics. And I, um, <laughs> yeah, loved Greece growing up. And so that's sort of what I wanted to bring into it. Um, and this was actually like, uh, a character that was half drawn for another concept first. Um, so the the folded arms were from a, a, another drawing that I'd initially done, um, but I really wanted to reuse them in something else. And it just worked really nice with that white shirt uh, for the John Travolta grease thing as well. So he came back in that fashion. Nice. And um, uh, we're going to move on to the next beer pretty soon, but guys, is this the, the most punch you've ever put on a can label in the description because it's pretty epic, yeah. It's <laughs> usually Clint has to rein Maggie in for the, uh, for the uh, he kind of has to give her a word limit. Um, so actually, with this one, um, because Maggie was pregnant, I got to write it, that's why it's got so many puns. Oh, oh there we the go, reveal. scoop, scoop. 
Oh, you've got you've got some hot goss now. <laughs> yeah, she was just uh, a little bit preoccupied, so I helped her out with a, a couple of um, uh, write-ups. But normally, that Maggie does do uh, all of those. But yeah, I unleashed on this one while she was distracted. <laughs> did you did you have to forward it on to Maggie before the the print, or did she give you free reign? And... I, I sent it through to her. Yeah, and she she did tweak it a little bit, um, but yeah, got to get that approval first. Amazing! There you go. That's that's great. Um, I, I don't know how everyone else is going, but I'm I'm smashing through this, and I've still got a game to watch in a few hours' time. So, um, we're gonna move on to the distributor. Um, we're gonna hand the reins to Mr. Warren Wu, who I believe is got the distributor with him today. Yeah, uh, the Halfway beer, through. not the. There you go, halfway through. Um, Warren, why don't you take us from here? Yeah. And uh... let's let's continue on with the label conversation yeah. since we're since we're on this one. So the distributor. A lot of people have have. Uh, there there could be a lot of ways this goes. Um, but do you remember the lawyer from the castle, the movie The Castle? He he kind of he gives me those vibes straight away. So he'd be the guy who who like tried the distributor and then brings like two cases to a to like a <laughs> to a party so all of his mates can have it as well like you know what i mean like that's what yeah dennis denuto thank you very much oliver warren in the chat room it, it's it's like dennis denuto um <laughs> But no, what like so? So, uh, what is the actual story behind the distributor? Who who is he? Was he do? Who's he barracking for today? <laughs> well, um, I guess the distributor is a so obviously it's a collaboration with it with with Web of Distribution. If you don't, if you didn't know who they are, they're um they distribute our beer in state, and they wanted to do a beer with us, um, beer with us for their customers in state, um. We've, we've released this beer a few times now um, and uh, I guess that's why we've called in the distributor obvious, obvious, with obvious thing. But I think um, the, it wasn't, I think potentially, again, Clint might want to jump in, but yeah. I don't think there was a specific person, I think, or was, or did we sort of go around with wanting to look like Marcus at some stage and... From Redwood, is that was that the start of it of the conversation? Or that, it was a couple of years ago that we did it. So I'm starting to remember this. Now. Yeah, <laughs> I, um, I can't remember exactly what the initial uh, sort of conversation was. Um, Marcus, who works for Redwood, I forget where, where is he from? He's got a very exotic accent. Is he Brazilian or yeah, yeah. yeah. South American? That got me thinking South America and and different way different methods of distribution. And so this guy was loosely based on Pablo Escobar and distribution. <laughs> <laughs> a bit more yes. Pablo, Pablo. <laughs> yes. What I'm enjoying is the fact I... that you're enjoying trying to remember where the labels come from. So. <laughs> it's just been one or two. You know. I'm. I'm trying to think of what sort of beer distributor needs needs like assault weapons to distribute their products. And Every a, good beer distributor needs a tunnel. I'll say that much. So. Yes. Um, that's who, who do you reckon? He, yeah, and who do you reckon he's barricaded? Someone like Mickey thinks 
is for the doggies. And you could imagine, yeah, on <laughs> somewhere in, in Footscray, in a second story, like dingy little little office, <laughs> little office, he's sitting there with a doggy's flag hanging out his window. Yeah. I don't think he barracks for, Mil- for Melbourne for some for some reason. Um, no, he, no. he could. Oh. He could- as a Collingwood supporter, he might barrack for Collingwood. Yeah, uh, he's gonna be he could. But more Carlton. I think okay. that moustache says Carlton. <laughs> yeah, maybe a bit of um, yeah. a bit of Carlton. But uh, for the for grand final day, definitely with um, the uh, doggies. The doggies. Yeah. I've got to say, I wouldn't be surprised if he played a couple of games for North in the late nineteen seventies. Oh yeah, like, you know, I've I've seen some of the team photos from that, and he's got a he's got a touch of that look about him. He's got a little bit of Dipio Domenico there going yeah, on too. So. Yeah. yeah, maybe not a supporter, but he definitely could have played for for half the teams in in the eighties. Absolutely, maybe maybe not at that weight. <laughs> No, that's why. That's why I think North. I think North oh. had a few. Layers. Stewie Jew was pretty big when he was playing too. Oh. Continuing on that conversation from from the other night. Let's not. Let's just keep moving on. Um. So, all right. So, what does a what does a distributor like like Redwood bring to when when you're doing a collaboration? Like, what's the what what do they they sink into this? How oh. how. Yeah, I think, yeah. I mean, it was. I think this was our third release of this beer, and I think the initial conversation was that um, the the sales there's there's um Brian who's the who's who who runs Redwood and their two sales guys Marcus and Lachlan at the time, they were keen to like they're keen to do any of our any of our hazies, and they wanted to definitely wanted a, a, a hazy dry hop. Uh, big, dumb, yeah, big hazy. big hazy. So that's where uh, why we did the the hazy, um, and then we sort of went back and forth with names and just sort of just come up with a distributor. Um, so yeah, that was sort of what the initial conversations were. Um, they they do like to do collabs with all their with all their breweries that they try to work with. So, um, yeah, this is the one that we did with them, uh, uh, a, big ha- a big hazy. Sorry about the dog in the back. <laughs> <laughs> I think last time we were on the show, we ended up with five co-distributors, co-conspirators, I should say, uh, because, you know, we had a little, uh, a, oh, yeah. a little friend and now we've got a new little friend in the family. So yeah. you might as well yeah. introduce Bingo. I was going to say, it wouldn't, it wouldn't be a co-conspirators uh, courtroom podcast without a, a dog or a baby in the background. Exactly right. Yeah, yeah this is little Bingo. She's, she's supposed yeah. to be asleep by now. But... Yeah, yeah, she's full of beans. Yeah, so that's pretty much, uh, yeah, how the sort of, um, the, well, that, that's sort of the same, the sort of thing we do with all our collabs is we sort of come up with an idea and, mm. Um, sort of nut out some few ideas and then um, you take it from there. It's um, yeah. Um, going back to the the beer itself, um, Sabro is one of those hops, especially with the wanky uh, brew set. Who the real craft beer lovers? It can divide quite often. Yeah. Have um, you had that feedback? Have you? Has people have people come and spoken to you about that? Look, or, I, um. Because we've had this beer out quite a few times, it's been to quite a few festivals, and we've had the ability to get some uh, quite a lot of good feedback on it. It's Sabro being the thing about Sabro, like everyone knows, coconut. It's all about coconut, and so I personally, I think it's delicious. Yeah. 
um, Sabre the Hop. But I think it's something that can be polarising. It's uh, it's the one that you can go, oh, no, nah, it's not for me. But I've got this sort of old school sort of view of it that if you remember the, with this beer, remember the golden circle um, fruit salad in a tin? Mm. And it's, imagine, good, it's still around, isn't it? Yeah, is yeah. it still around? Yeah. Surely it is. It's too good. Yeah. Too good. But imagine that. And then you've got the creamy cream with a bit of coconut on top. Mm. Yeah. That's what this is, this plays to me. And it's that Sabra brings that coconut cream and it gives you that sort of classic tropical and coconut tropical. It's a natural match. Yeah. I think it works really well. But we have had feedback. Some people don't like that. Co- you know, it is quite dominant, I think, the coconut at mm. times. Mm. And, you know, like all hops, it fluctuates. Sometimes I'll pick up more fruit. Sometimes I'll pick up more coconut. So, but, yeah, it's a, it's not not one for everybody, but it has, does have, this beer has a really strong following. And we always say, always people say, when you bring back distributor? Yeah. When you bring back distributor? Mm. And so um, we're always very excited to put this beer out. Um, do you have a favourite hop that you like to use? Is there the one, not necessarily all faithful, which you put into everything, but one, oh, maybe that as well, but one that 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 you just love putting into a into a beer and like the effect when you when you do use it. I think for for us, um, th- there's two hops that come to mind, and they're Mosaic and Eldorado. Mm. So. Mosaic is great for that sort of background layering and complexity. And then Eldorado, it's really underrated. It really brings the stone fruit sort of peach sort of thing going on. And, we, yeah, we really enjoy, the, you know, yeah, so those two sort of, that's sort of where it's at for us. That's what we Yeah. Doing. Yeah. Cool. Um. I'm going to throw in the the traditional cool room question. Uh, right. You guys have had some experience with this question, I'm sure. So, yeah. so yeah. we yeah. So, feel free to to revisit answers from the past. <laughs> but we'd love to. We'd love to. I sure, surely you've thought about it since the first time you asked. That what is the traditional cool room question? What is the most confronting strange amusing horrifying thing you've seen in a cool room and cool room yeah warren can i just i'm gonna butt in for a second yeah yeah go for it we we've asked the co-conspirators this question a couple of times in the past and given it's um it's grand final day and most of the people that are listening to this today in the zoom room and after the fact they're all in a in a lockdown um curious tim as a bit of a sidestep from the traditional cool room question. Oh, yeah, this is getting interesting. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I, I'd really like to know what the craziest or weird thing to ever happen at one of your grand final barbecues was. Good call. Ooh, yeah. yes. a good question. That's it. Nice work, Trev. Some of that stuff's not repeatable, Trev. You know. <laughs> well, <laughs> the ones that one here. That's if it, if it gets too dicey, I'll make sure I cut it out. Yeah. But... No. Oh. I have to say, like, our, my family, we're all diehard Collingwood supporters. Like, mm. the whole family. We are nuts, right? You know, we'll go to every game, um, try to go to state games. It's pretty 
Uh, it's pretty hard with the brewery now that if I, I get to get go away for interstate games, but I think you need to you need to explain just how diehard you guys are. Uh, interstate you know games is pretty diehard. Yeah. <laughs> oh, oh, I don't know. I mean, I'm willing to get Bingo a pet membership next year for Collingwood because she's definitely going to be a Collingwood dog. So, is there such a thing? Is that really yeah, a thing? Yeah, there is such a thing. You can get a pet membership. Of course you can. Do yeah. other clubs offer it? Because I'll buy my fish a not Collingwood membership <laughs> just so that Jen doesn't buy them a Collingwood membership. <laughs> Why don't you just take some money in the backyard and light it on fire? Yeah, no, that's exactly right. But, but I'll do it because... No, that's that's the exact same thing a non-football person would say. Like, yeah, absolutely right. If I waste my money on, on my mem- on my membership every, every year, but anyway, um, especially for the last two years, pretty wasteful. But I don't know if we've done anything crazy. I think the, the crazy one would be is the 2009-18 grand final where Tim made the 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 spit. But because it was a 2018 grand final, we didn't even stay for oh, the yeah. grand final lunch because we oh. went to the football. <laughs> we went to the football instead. So we had this whole pig, and he had less four people because we were at the we were at the football. They all left, but then we came home early because we lost. So. <laughs> <laughs> So, so you just had a whole pig to commiserate into? Like, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Um, Warren, I'm also really interested to know if you've got a grand final day story um, that's weird and extravagant. I know David and I have, and we'll get to that one next, but um, do you have something crazy that's ever happened on grand final day? Uh, 2007, I went and I just got completely shit-faced. Like, I was too nervous to, dr- to drink till three-quarter time. And then... <laughs> And then when I did, the the all hell broke loose. I can't remember much of that, but it was good. I ended up in Geelong the next day. Well, that evening, I think. I think I somehow made it, like the little group of mates I was with somehow made it to Geelong. Um, so that yeah, but not not any not anything that not anything that's worth a story. Uh, David, how, how about you? I feel like our stories kind of well, we do have maybe a story. We do have a bit of a story to share, but I, I've also got. I'll throw in one of my country footy stories, which is uh, back when I was a Bendigo boy. We used to uh, South Bendigo, which was my team, made the grand final a lot of times, and I can always um, remember getting the the best sort of seats behind the goals up at one end of the QEOs to one of my favourite footy ovals. And uh, we were playing Castlemaine, who are the magpies up there and terrible people for any number of reasons. And we had all the old ladies of Castlemaine sitting behind us as uh, South Benigo kicked goal after goal. And we were obnoxious, I don't know, 15, 16 year olds to the point that all of the old ladies literally just spent the afternoon bashing us over the head with their umbrellas, walking sticks or whatever they could find, like completely mercilessly. Just beating and we wouldn't move. We were too young to drink, so I don't even know why we were so excited about being so unpleasant. But one of my favourite uh, grand final moments. But you and I had one as well. We we did. Um, the the day that uh, David and I met was the 2016 grand final, and we we're at the Royal Mail. I remember the Royal Mail. What a fun little pub that it was. It was a fun little pub, and um, and our dear friend Michael, who was running the Royal Mail at the time, decided to offer pots of Footscray ale till the first goal was kicked, 
Yes, I couldn't. The, I wouldn't first, the first goal wasn't kicked until very late or midway through the first quarter, and it's one of my. It's apart from the amount of beer that David and I drank that day. One of my favourite memories of that day is Michael and Deepak behind the bar constantly just pouring these pots of Footscray Ale and putting them up on the bar for people to grab. Um, pretty much from the time the first goal was kicked to the end of the game, it's all a blur after that. it's and, and I can only presume that I must have had enough beers with you and enjoyed your company that day so much that I thought, I should own this pub. <laughs> <laughs> not, I mean, I, not I should hang out with Trav more, but oh, let's buy this pub. <laughs> Uh, there, um, once he brought the pub, there was a lot of hanging out. So, <laughs> <laughs> on that note, maybe a break is in order, and we can let the let sure. that all. I'd, I'd, I'd say a, a, a quick break is order in order, and then we uh, we'll come back and we'll have a chat about the double butcher and um, oh yeah, exciting and, uh, and kick this baby home with a with a goal or two. Well, we're back again in the Zoom room. We've had our little interval. We really do encourage you to jump on the Zoom room with us and make sure you're following us on Facebook so that you can see the events that we're having. Uh, You miss out on all the shenanigans that happen at halftime and particularly after the show. And uh, today the Zoom room will be open for hours and hours. Uh, I don't know how many people have checked out the names of the breakout rooms that I've created today. I've tried to go a little bit footy themed for at least some of them. So you can always come on here and hang out with some mates. You don't have to be in the main front bar with us. Uh, But we've got the double butcher in front of us. Uh, I think this is the beer that when you guys were last on the podcast, uh, we didn't drink because it was like, you know, a nice Monday evening or something like that. But this is this is absolutely one of my favourite beers, and I'm sure one of the the general punters' favourite beers. Absolutely, a big fan of ours, uh, Double Butcher, um, and Butcher itself. Uh, Red, Red IPA is very close to our hearts. Full stop. If you sort of uh, go right back to the start, for those that are nerdy enough to know our backstory. Uh, we were always very keen on brewing homebrew um, home red IPAs. And uh, that was one of the things that sort of sparked their interest in setting up a beer company, a brewing company. So, well, can we talk about that a little more, maybe? Because, <laughs> you know, I think there are so many people who are our listeners who are fascinated about people who dare to make that transition from home brewer to bloody hell where you're going to do some gypsy brewing through to, you know what we should do? Pay some more money and uh, open a brewery. Jackie, don't put your head in your hands. You're excited about this. <laughs> Tell us a little uh, bit about that. Yeah, absolutely. Go for it. Well, I mean, so tell us, let's let's start with those those first beers that you were making. Yeah. You know, okay. What were your, your favourite homebrew ones? And, and perhaps we often ask which beer has made it through the lineup. What's the opposite? Which beer do you used to make that you actually haven't made for Cocon and that you perhaps still have fond memories of? Tim's a home brewer, so I um, passed it on to him. So, well, red, like, like I was just saying, Red IPA was the beer that I'll tell you the beer that has made it through, then I'll tell you the beer that hasn't made it through. So, Red IPA was the one that did. Um, I, I won some awards in homebrew land for a red IPA. And uh, I know Maggie and Dion had a similar experience with the red IPA. 
And we all really enjoyed that, that exciting moment where someone goes to a real bar and they hand over real money for a beer you made to add to, you know, they actually paid real money for a beer you made. And it was just, it was like, it was amazing. I got a complete buzz out of it. Is it, is it so far ago that people were actually handing over money rather than... Yeah, it was like real self- money. Like, you could feel it. And, yeah, it was very tangible. Yeah, so, yeah. You're showing a, your age, but sure. That's yeah, I know. Very, quite an abstract concept in uh, these, these times. But um, that was very exciting. Um, the beer that hasn't made it through, oh, I don't know. Recently. I, well, yeah. I've had a lot of fun recently. I've gone on a little voyage with Pilsner. Across COVID, and, bit of lactose, um, bit of you know what else are you tracking in there? <laughs> oh, mate, you've got no idea. <laughs> <laughs> no, I've gone super old school, and um, given my, I've gone on a little bit of a uh, super traditional Czech pilsner homebrew sort of locked. I've got I'm, we're in lockdown, so on a you know, little sort of side project of um, yeah, I'm working through and tweaking up a recipe for a. Very, very traditional Czech pilsner, which has been really exciting. Do so. you, as as someone who brews commercially, when you do like when you get the opportunity to brew small things, do do you feel like it? It's like your homebrew game is is just a million times better than it was. Like, because yeah, do you feel like what what's the feeling there? And do you steal like stuff from the brewery to to using home? <laughs> Well, since since the brewery is in complete lockdown and I'm not allowed to go, oh, sucks. That's that's completely shit. So no, yeah. I can't I can't uh, can't borrow anything. But for homebrew now, what what commercial brewing has taught me is I keep things as absolutely as simple and straightforward as possible, hmm. and I absolutely try to minimise any risk of infection whatsoever. Um, I call myself. <laughs> the world's laziest home brewer. And I try to have the most straightforward process that just um, there's absolutely bare minimum risk of infection is, is what I go for now. And I don't try to, what I do not do do is I don't try to recreate a really complex beer that needs lots of fancy equipment to do well. Um, because you just can't, it's too hard to recreate that at a homebrew level. So I've just gone right back to some really classic styles, uh, that being Pilsner, because you can't hide with a Pilsner. There's nowhere to hide. Um, and I really just enjoy um, bringing it right back to basics and just trying to build uh, brew a really pure, delicious beer. And, yeah, nothing crazy, not a great deal of hops. Just really, it's all about process. It's a great answer. And we, we often sort of say that beers like that just seem to be, well, I think we might have mentioned in terms of actually red ales the other night, but, you know, beers that brewers like making, that brewers like drinking with each other, but certainly those pilsners and lagers, the more that we've sort of had brewers on the show, the more that those styles are the ones that people want to talk about. Yeah, mm, yeah. They're, they're sort of a very much a purist type beer that um and look we are spoiled with this sort of choice mm. i cannot recreate that at home that is impossible yeah i'm not gonna bother trying 
this, this is, you know, this is far beyond my capabilities on my meagre homebrew gear. So, yeah. And so the people who've been nicking all that copper, you know, piping and stuff from the board, <laughs> that's not you. You haven't been near the place in ages. That's what you're saying. Yeah, that's right. yeah please bring it back. <laughs> uh, look, we were, I've got a couple more questions. We're going to open up to the Zoom room in a moment. But um, I guess we touched on this a little bit earlier, but is we know how much people love this beer. Is this the most requested? You guys have such a tight relationship with your fans and, you know, you've, and let's be blunt, investors, people are putting their money in your brewery in a way which doesn't, you know, most places don't ask and don't get the reception they've had. Yeah. Is, is this the fan favourite, do you reckon? Um, I think the Butcher is our favourite. I think we've probably had a lot, like, this. I think Distributor would be one of our most a fan, fan favourite. And I'm not sure why, but people really like them. We make a lot of hazies, but um, everyone sort of just comes back to the, to the distributor. Um, the other one would be our 2020 Gab's Beer, the Pastry Chef. Um, and that beer was pretty popular with, with, um, with punters, I guess. Probably the the one that we that we also potentially get would be the berserker because um, mm. it was a one off. People feel like um, we potentially might want to do that yearly. I mean, we did the spy this um, release the spy this year. Uh, it's a completely different beer, obviously, but um, I mean, we would, the future is to have some sort of barrel program, but. Um, I think the the berserker would be sort of number three. Um, we had we didn't make a lot of it, and um, it sold pretty quickly. Um, that doesn't mean we don't have some hiding for the brew pub opening later on this year. Um, don't tell anyone. Don't tell anyone. We obviously. <laughs> <laughs> um, same with the pastry chef. We've we've, mm. we've kept it a little bit. Um, or the, the brew pub. Oh, oh, well, they're going to find out soon. Right? Hey. Um, sorry, but... you go. sorry, go ahead. I know. Oh, I, 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 some... I was going to, so, sorry to cut across you, Warren, but we, we had a question lined up in the Zoom room, but Jay, if you're about ready to unmute a little bit mm. early, normally we let people ask their questions at the end, but Jay's question is particularly pertinent right now. So, mate, do you want to fire up with your question? Yeah, sure. Thanks. Uh, thanks, guys, for your time today. That's right. Um, one of the uh, one of your best beers was the Pastry Chef, in my opinion. Please, please, can you make it again? <laughs> I have friends, and myself included, will buy cases of it. It is so good, and the val- it's it's value for money. It is thank such you. a cracking beer. Oh, please, please make, please, please make it again. Oh, great! I, it's so good. I was I was just gonna say um. We were obviously very excited to open the pub, but it's going to present the opportunities to have uh, a lot more beers available a lot more often. And we're also going to be able to brew a lot more exciting one-off things um, that we want to be able to just offer as pub-only brews. And 
expect to see a lot of our sort of back catalogue come back. It will be, think there'll be a lot. That's a scoop. Yeah, that's a scoop. So, yeah. Look out, think up some exciting things to come. Oh, that's great. One, one of the beers that I want to come back is our, I don't know if people know that our first Gabs beer was Rumble in the Jungle, mm. and I want that one to come back. That was one one beer that, because we didn't, because we were still very new, we didn't pack any of that. It was just a keg-only release. So mm. I think we only released it at Gabs. I don't think we even had enough for wholesale. Um, but, yeah, that was one of the beers that I would love. What was it, Jackie? Yeah, does everyone know what Rumble in the Jungle? No, what was well, yeah, what was Rumble in the Jungle? Uh, so it was a it was an imperial was it an imperial so stout imperial with, stout with um rum diplomatico rum rum coconut and cacao. Oh yeah, yeah. that that sounds massive. No, it was a I am. yeah, mm. that sounds huge. Like it just sounds like. Yeah. Is so all right. So that and there's been a lot of love for for the cookie jar, yeah. which I had, and that once again massive. Like they were, I I had that as one of the last beers I had at Gabs. I think that was one of the reasons that that was one of the last beers because <laughs> it was massive. Like, great, like fun, delicious. I got I got some cookies with it. Thank you the, for the good people in Donald who make those cookies. <laughs> but yeah, that's. We're going to shout out to Pinnock Beer and Wine and Leanne. Yeah, you know. oh, yes. Thanks, Leanne. The Cooker Stout, what a beer. Um, that, that beer had, I don't know, I've got quite a, you know, quite a, a personal sort of uh, affinity to that beer, having sort of, I grew up going to South Melbourne Market as a little kid mm. and we got those biscuits at the South Melbourne Market and that was the memory that motivated me to talk the rest of them into making that beer. <laughs> yeah, yeah, nice. And that might sound like marketing bullshit, but that was actually true. And oh, I love that. that was the sort of, that was the thing. And the people at Cooker's Cookies were so on board with the project and they were so excited about it. And it was so great that they came down to Gaps and we all hung out together and it was just oh, awesome. That, they were, that is terrific. They're fantastic people. Mm. Yeah, so we're really proud to make that beer. I've got a little bit of a, can I ask for a little bit of a follow up there because I've got there's there's a couple of things there which is Tim you've just sort of told the story there about a beer that you thought maybe you couldn't get over the line and you've convinced the other co-conspirators to be part of it. Jackie, you've just told us a beer that you'd like to have back on the rotation, but yet you've got to convince the other co-conspirators. Um, how, how does that all work? I mean, I'm really fascinated, you know. It's mm. not a convincing thing. Um, you know, at the end of the day, it's Dion. Dion writes a brew plan and he says, this is what I think uh, would work. Like, brew pub aside, when we do all our wholesale beer. So he said, this is what we all think. You know, we, we have an idea of what time of year we, we want to make things and it tends to be pretty on point. Like we may shift things around due to, you know, availability or whether, you know, we, you know, we might say, okay, we're going to do a new hazy on this date and we're like, oh, we've still got a little bit of this. Maybe we'll, we'll change that and we'll do a stout instead. You know, it's, it, we're pretty flexible in our wholesale space. 
um, and with our relationship with um, with with Bo Driggy, um, they're pretty flexible if we want to change things. So um, yeah, it's not about it's not about convincing because we're all pretty on on board on what what we want to make seasonally. And I think I mean a lot of our a lot of our customers, a lot of people in the podcast know that you know. We don't have a core range. The only core range we have is Matriarch. Matriarch we make all year round. Um, and we like to change things up seasonally. Because we have bu- double butcher now won't mean that we'll have double butcher in four weeks' time. You know, once it's sold out, it's sold out. And we'll have something different on board. So I guess our customers know that. But sometimes our re- our our sort of end customers, these uh, our, the people on the podcast know that, but sometimes it, it can be a bit hard to explain that to bottle shop owners and, and those sorts of things that, you know, they want this from like, oh, but we don't have that, but we have this, this instead. So, yeah, it's all about it's all about seasonality for us. So, yeah, and I guess that will be the same once the brew pub opens too. Makes total sense. Um, beautiful, yeah. That makes I mean, I was looking sense. for more sort of, you know, clash and anger but yeah yeah yeah. i was looking for fight but that's beautiful yeah you guys are you guys are amazing Uh, i reckon i can get a little bit of clash and anger by asking uh clinton the question i was sort of asking before and we're going to do some social media shout outs later on but pocket beagles is who you should be following if you want to know who is behind uh so much of the great art that you see not just on co-conspirators, but on any number of beer labels yeah. these days. But um, two in a row with with um, the guys from Bright, like Bright Brewery. Yeah, their their labels are really, really looking great. But um, I love Controversy Corner. I'm going to take us there with the most esoteric and strange question I think I've ever asked on any podcast, including so many pro wrestling podcasts that I've been a part of. Uh, you mentioned before with the um, the mechanic, uh, you you had the double arms on there that you'd been working up for some other design. Um, what is it with you and arms on beer labels? And the double butcher is a great example of some arms. Can you tell us a little bit about what arms mean to you and how you use them in a design sense on beer labels? <laughs> This is awesome. Uh, It's actually, yeah, uh, a weird bit of history with arms and me. Um, Do do (laughs) go on. The matriarch actually has three arms. Three arms. Some people, uh, (laughs) which I don't see, but I can see how other people would see. Um, But in terms of the like affinity, in in terms of when I'm drawing, um, I don't start with the arms. I start with the torso. and sort of then I just I get a couple of main shapes and then try and repeat those shapes as much as possible and um, there's sort of we seem to have made two um, sort of uh, styles of co-conspirators beers the more modern-ish sort of um, figures that are in proportion I guess and then the what Jackie calls original co-conspirators the OG co-cons which are a bit more um, angular, let's say, and probably mm. not um, as realistic, <laughs> realistically possible. Um, I'm, I'm sort of thinking Italian brutalist, but you know, it might yeah. be just sort of. I, I try and I, I do try and see with some of the characters like how awkward I can make them without 
um, Jackie noticing. <laughs> um, and and but, Jackie, are you aware of this game and do you notice? No, I don't. This is all new to me. Um, <laughs> we're we're going to have words with Clint yeah. after this. Beautiful. See, I knew I could... Who would have thought, but I knew this would get some controversy going. Yeah, I always say if there's a new... Like, OG, when I say OG, it's like the angle of... Like, mm. sometimes if we have a female character, she's a little bit more sort of what, it, what round, like round edges. Is that right? Mm-hmm. And... He's not playing Tim and Jackie and Clint, has there ever been that time where you've you've lined up all your old beer cans and seen the evolution of Clint's character mm. drawing as it, as oh, time's gone on? Clint's actually Clint, done yeah. some, some some social stuff for our um, crowdfunding. There's a the, the a photo he took of all the yeah. all the all the cans. So that's a really cool photo. Yeah, there's one very cool photo with all the the cans on that actually i think i post it was part of our grand final day post today i use i reuse the the image um you'll see the see all the 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 different cans um it'd be interesting to see put them all together and see the uh the the lineage of of all the the evolution of co-conspirators yeah yeah i i know we don't have all the cans I know my, my mum has one of every can. I don't, but my mum has. <laughs> there you go. She has them on the shelf at home. Yeah. Oh, that's that's terrific. That's, that <laughs> says so much about, about someone's mum. That they... <laughs> Now, I've that got one be, more question. That might be, but she's got all the cans. I've got one more question, which I think sort of links on from that. And um, then we're going to throw to the audience questions. And Rasmus, I know you're ready to go. We've got space for a couple more questions. But um, the question we put out there on our Facebook uh, was, you know, about these sort of characters that appear on the cans and, you know, which ones you'd love to be watching the footy with and why. Um, we've got so many great responses on Facebook and Instagram. Um, do you guys have a feel about that? Uh, you know, Clint, do you, do you know, like anyone else who might want to just chuck in their little opinion on, you know, which one you'd like to go to the footy with or just even watch the footy with? Oh, I've got to yeah, say, yeah. I'm, I'm looking I'm looking at the distributor. Yeah. Not even because he's got beers in his hands when he turns up and that's the kind of mate you want at a party. <laughs> um, oh, I don't know. I look, I love hearing everybody's interpretation of the characters the backstory, the linkages, it is just awesome. I absolutely love hearing all of that because it sort of, it brings it to life. It gives it, it fills out the story. It makes it amazing when we get everyone else's input on the lives and, you know, stories of these little characters. I, I wonder if given that the Bulldogs are playing in the grand final say that some people might uh, be keen to go to the football with the salesman. Mm. He's a shady character. So. He is a shady character. What? What do you think? Why does a bulldog get a shady character? You can piss off. You can piss off, Trev. Because he looks like Frank Cotzo. <laughs> that was kind of what I was going with. Yeah. Rather a lot like uh-huh. Franco Cotzo. Yeah. Franco wasn't shady. He's, his sons, though. Mm. <laughs> That's a whole yeah, other podcast. That's a different podcast. Um. Whether Clinton, do you you know if you create these characters, you know who would you go to the footy with, mate? 
or even just watch it at home because we're in lockdown. <laughs> um, always hard to pick favourites, uh, uh, but I think the the newest one is always sort of my favourite. And the safe cracker to me is an interesting looking dude who I reckon would give you a good time. Mm. Um, loosely based on uh, Sam Elliott, um, the actor who uh, is in quite a few roles, sort of as you know as cowboys and he's always got something really wise to say so i think i'd like to hang out with him yeah regardless of football or not in, uh, in the big lebowski if you don't know yeah. if you've never watched a western you'll know him from that that's, sure. yeah that yeah that's as soon as i saw that on a can that was exactly where my brain went was uh lebowski so. mm. um we are gonna kick this baby home. There's a few of our listeners in the Zoom room that uh, would like to ask some questions. Um, All right. Wow, there we go. Tim's keen as. Oh. Uh, we shall throw over first to the some of the other Melbourne fans in the in the room. Uh, Rosmus, it's bias. You... Bias, I tell you. <laughs> That's not bias. It's just. It's, we, we just have a, a listener base that seems to gravitate towards the better team. And cheese. <laughs> and cheese. The better team. The, the we cheese. are getting way off track here. Um, <laughs> yeah. Let's steer this charge, back. Mate. You're steering the ship. Right. <laughs> I'm going to bring this ship back into alignment. Um, Rasmus, do you want to ask your question, mate? Yes, sure. Um, first, yeah, thanks for brewing amazing beer. Love it. Um, so my question is, when is the brew pub going to be open to the public? Well, well <laughs> are you going to answer? Yeah, I'll answer. Um, that's the million dollar question right now. Um, is that all you've got writing on it? Just a, just an easy million? Uh, <laughs> yes. Uh, <laughs> moving on. Uh, <laughs> the, um, so the idea originally, like at the start of the week, we were hoping that we would be sorry, dog. Can you grab grab her? Um, the start of the week, we were hoping that we would be finishing our commercial build at the end of this month, uh, end of October, within the idea of opening, um, hopefully mid November. But with the construction lockdown for two weeks, we are now delayed another two weeks. So we're probably looking now um, about a late November to early December opening, pending a few things. So um, we, so the the brewery is is, is about ninety percent done. Um, so we just got the final fit out with electrical and. Plumbing. And all that copper that seems to have ended up in the back of your house. Yeah, you know, that <laughs> all that stuff. Um, and, the, you know, the signs that got delivered that are currently downstairs in our garage at the moment because <laughs> um, there's no one at the group hub. So, um, yeah, there's sort of just the final things. But the main issue is with the construction lockdown, we've been delayed again. Um, the construction, whoops, sorry, um, the construction... You think um, somebody's stabbing it at death. So sorry. Um, the yeah, 
we were hoping to finish quite a lot sooner than that. Um, mm-hmm. But with lockdown, yeah. we were restricted to five tradespeople at the one time. So, yeah, just it's just lockdown, construction in, uh, industry closing down that's sort of delaying us right now. So, yeah. So those that's sort of the timeline at the moment. That's sort of a long story short. Nice. It's uh, yeah. It's it's kind of a funny world we're living at the moment with the uh, with lockdowns and things going uh, in and out. But um, we have one more question before we wrap things up today. Uh, Laurie, would you like to ask your question live on air? Uh, yeah, I can do that. Yeah, I can do that. Um, yeah, uh, obviously a, a vested interest in this one because it's uh, I'm one of them, but. Um, yeah, just just you're, wondering. You're one of what, mate? So let's one, of, one of the. Oh, sorry. Has Hasn't anyone read the chat? <laughs> um, what what special events do you have planned for for the people that did put a a, a bit of cold heart on the line to um support the build? Yeah, I mean, we were we're hope we're still hoping to do the launch party pending what how many people um we're able to have on site. That's sort of um the the main the main option. So. Um, for those that are, I know Jane's an investor. She's in the chat. Um, uh, those those investors, we we still want to do that, but yeah, it's just pending how many people. I mean, if we all go all goes well, we we were able to do it. I mean, we could um, open with one fifty, so that's that's possible. Um, but yeah, there's a there's a lot of factors involved in that. Um, going forward, though, we really want to sort of do some um, investor-only um, releases, um, brew days, events uh, events only for them. I mean, it's it's quite open uh, on what we can do for, from the investor perspective. Um, you know, investor-only releases for beers, those sorts of things, because we do have a lot of investors that are in state. So if we're able to make a beer with just the investors and maybe able to ship, ship those beers... Yeah, it's something that we probably need to to work on with our with our staff when we put them on board. But um, yeah, it's um we are hoping to have a party. Fingers crossed. So hopefully we can it's have just, you there. It's complex at the minute because it's not it's not really down to what we want to do. We're around what we're allowed to do. Yeah. And, um, yeah. So in the immediate future, we really are dictated by government policy on what it is that we can do. But yeah, we're very, very excited to open as soon as we possibly can. Yeah. Uh, thanks, so no, I'm, I'm sure you've got the numbers with the square metres and so forth. So thank you. It's tricky. So. Uh, that, that was a great question and it's such mm, a, um, a, a point of uh, what we're all sort of going through at the moment. Um, I'm going to be a bit controversial and tell everyone, go and get vaccinated so that we can get back to the pub. Absolutely. Um, That's not controversial, Trav. That's just sensible. Depends on who's listening, of course. We're going to wrap this this baby up. Um, But before I do, as part of our pack today, uh, we also had the spy uh, in that pack that was available as an optional extra. Um, Timmy just threw it up on the beer cans. Guys, can you give us a bit of a bit of a rundown on that before we uh, yeah. say goodbye? Sure. So, the spy, um, a barrel aged imperial rye beer, uh, coming in at twelve and a half percent. It was a project that we did with Cowan Sellers, 
Um, check out the label. It's got some amazing um, artwork on this. Uh, well done to Clint and to the Carlins team. Fantastic work. And then this beer's got some, re- it's got a really, really interesting story. It was, it was, this was a project we started before all things COVID. And it was, I believe it was destined to be barrel aged for what, six to nine months? Yeah. And then COVID had other things planned for the world. And the beer got aged for a lot longer than that because we couldn't get to it. Ah. And, um, but it was barrel aged in a sort of little group of different barrels, some of them being Aqua V barrels that have been. There's a really exciting story about them. They, they went round the equator on some ships. And, yeah, really, really exciting backstory on this beer. And, yeah, we, we then blended the barrels back into... There was a port barrel, a sherry barrel, and an aqua V barrel. Yeah. yeah. And it's, it is a rye-based ale, so there is a little bit of a spicy note going on. The way I describe this is this is the beer to open on Christmas Day with your Christmas pudding. That's Why not Grand Final Day? That's wow. Hey, you with, your, with your little spicy, you know, hipster meat pie. <laughs> Given we were just talking about the whole getting people back into the pubs thing, I think if uh, anyone that purchased a bottle, I think that's a great idea to open it on Christmas Day when you can have uh, potentially 30 people in your home and not share it with anyone. Mm. <laughs> Someone will get stuffed, yeah. And yeah, uh, it's a it's a really complex beer, and it's really really interesting. And I'm really keen to see how it develops over time, and it'll sort of settle out and um, get some of those blub- lovely sherry notes, and it'll be really 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 tasty. Uh, that's that's awesome. And and um, for those in the Zoom room, uh, David mentioned earlier in the chat uh, that he's still got a few bottles left, so. Get onto that quick before there you go. Three bottles yeah. left. Um, make that two bottles, David, because I reckon I'm going to take another one off you. <laughs> so, well, we and are, Mark looked like he missed out, so he's probably taking a bottle. We are, we're gonna we're gonna boot this baby home. It's uh, it's obvious, you know, grand final day. Let's all get prepared to to watch the right team win. Um, Tim, Jackie, thank you very much for joining us. Thank you, guys. We will, we will once again make sure we put all your socials up into our uh, show notes. Um, you guys have been really good on sharing uh, on your page as well when you're coming on the core room, which is just amazing to see. It's really cool when we, when we get that link up and, uh, and uh, coexist on those things. Um, for those uh, that are interested in the core room stuff, you've still got a few We've got a few things going on with Westside Works next week and then Mast Landing the week after. There's still packs available, so check out the Shopify store on that. Um, David's put the link up in the chat, but you'll also find it on our Facebook page. Um, guys, it's been a great afternoon. I am going to go finish my double butcher and prepare myself for uh, the nerves. No Thanks for joining us. Thanks so much for having us, guys. Uh, you know, Warren, Trav, David, you're always the uh, ultimate host. Thank you very, very much for all of this. It's been a great afternoon for us. We always have a com- we get a complete buzz out of doing this. And thanks for everyone for t- coming along. It's 
And we get such, it's such a kick that you actually want to hear us talk complete drivel. <laughs> Sorry about the dog in the background. Yeah. Oh no, that that adds so much. It's, That's wonderful. <laughs> it's the it's the world we live in, and I think like we've said before, um, you know, once you guys do get the brew pub open and we can actually get out and and experience pubs again, we will definitely come down and do a live record. Oh yeah. Oh, at, the, that, at the brew pub. Yeah. Lock it in. Lock it in. So yeah. Awesome, guys. Have a uh, have a great grand final watch, and uh, we'll see you all soon. Thanks yeah, so much, thanks everyone. everyone. Really appreciate it. Bye.